Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Fight Night Extra on Talksport 2. If you love your boxing, this is the show for you. Final Extra, myself, Adi Oladipo, the great Gareth A. Davis. Today, myself and Gareth are going to get stuck into the heavyweight division after we brushed on it last week. Still no closer, by the way, to hearing about uh, fights for the top fighters in the division. Meanwhile, rumours about a proposed tournament in Saudi Arabia rumble on. Myself and Gareth will attempt to unpack it. We're also going to hear from Alexander Usyk's brother, Alex Krasiuk, who spoke with Gareth recently. A huge fight this weekend in Guadalajara, Mexico, with one of the biggest names in the sport, Sol Canelo Alvarez makes his return for the first time uh, since 2011. He takes on London's very own John Ryder, who's undertaken one of the hardest tasks in boxing, heading to Canelo's backyard. And we'll discuss a big night of boxing. Remember, live on Talk Sport from Birmingham this weekend, Joshua Boaxi makes his debut as a boxer fighter after leaving Matchroom. He takes on Polish fighter Pavel Stepien, hoping it will pave the way for a world title shot later in the year. Lots to get through as always over the next hour or so. This is Final Extra on TalkSport 2. He's become a more economical version of his former self. He's, um, he's not got the work rate he once possessed. Tyson Fury and his representatives including his lawyer, including his promoter. Everyone is complicated. Where with Matchroom, you've had a think. You've been kind of in limbo, if you like. Yeah. And now you've moved to boxer. Why, why have you done it? You live in England. What is the biggest sporting platform in the country? This is a question to three of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we know what it is. We know what it is, Sky Sports. Okay. Gareth, how are you, my man? I'm very good, thank you. Very, very good indeed. Um, like you say, there's there's a lot of there's a lot happening, but there's a lot of not happening in boxing at yeah. the moment, and that's what we're going to tap into today, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, look, we we touched on this last week, and we said we're gonna we'll talk about it this week. A lot of people have been waiting for us to discuss it, and that's the the, the calamity, the comedy, the circus. That's the heavyweight division. Mm. All the C's there, <laughs> nothing going on. A lot of people. You know, rumoured fights happening. I think I saw something about Tyson Fury, Andy Ruiz, um, and Frank Warren shot that down. What is going on? Are we going to get any closer to seeing the big boys of the division, the top four, get in the ring, or are we really waiting until the end of the year? Um, logic dictates that these guys should fight in the summer. Um, mm. Tyson Fury needs a fight. Alexander Usyk definitely needs a fight. Anthony yeah. Joshua doesn't need a fight so much, even though we'd like to see him have one. And Deontay Wilder probably needs to get into the ring as well after the fight against Hellenius, which is now disappearing into the distance. Mm. 
that's logic. But we're talking about boxing here. And the heavyweight division has not seemed very logical recently. And it could be that they all wait out, if it transpires that way, that they all wait out for at least two mega paydays each in Saudi Arabia. Um, I think... Is that is that a problem, Gareth, now? Has Saudi now become a problem just because of the numbers on the check? So these, these fighters, these heavyweights, are, you know, who are hearing the numbers they can potentially get from Saudi, now what would have been just very good pay-per-view numbers over here and in America isn't enough. We want that Saudi money now because it's so bigger. I think... I think Saudi isn't the problem. I mm. think boxing is the problem and greed and timing and money and the age of these fighters and how... If you, if you take it back, it, the evolution is stadium fights um, yeah. and a couple of big fights that have been teased... I, I mean, I think the, there's three fights that have been teased and dropped, teased and dropped, and they involve Alexander Usyk, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, and Deontay Wilder. I mean, if you go back to 2018, we thought we were going to get Joshua and Wilder, and both sides. Do you remember this? Yes, yeah, five years well. ago, both sides it's claimed. Incredible, yeah, five, five, both sides five years ago, and um, there was talk of 50 million then. And that's where it goes back to, in my view. Um, you can go back even further and look at Tyson Fury not doing the rematch with Vladimir Klitschko. Mm. Um, it's been it's been a it's been a long struggle. I, I and I think it's age of the fighters. I think it's the age they're now at, where they're all they all know that they're cashing out. They've all got celebrity, very wealthy lifestyles, and I think even Alexander Usyk, you know, who, who's, who's an amazing character, given what's going on in the background of him, and I'm sure we'll talk about uh, uh, some of the things that have come out about him in the last couple of weeks, about loving his opponents so much, not wanting to hurt them, all these kind of things. Yeah, um, not wanting to knock out AJ. Yeah, it's it's a right royal mess, and what we do is we 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 we, we cut pop open the camp the, the champagne corks and celebrate the next big great fight. And then there seems to be no continuity. And that's what it's like at the moment. Um, the last great big heavyweight fight was when, you know? Um, mm. What was when? It was <sighs> getting on for a Eight year years. ago. No, it was Joshua and, and Usyk last year. Yeah. That, that, was, yeah. that was a big fight. Tyson Fury hasn't had any big fights since then. Um, that was April against um, Dillian White, December against Derek Chisora, both contests which were huge huge opportunities for fury just to paint on a canvas basically um mm. so it's just a mess it's i don't blame saudi put it that way i do not blame saudi um no i i guess you know you look you're right when, when you when you break it down like that my my issue with it is i feel like if they weren't teased with the Saudi money available now, then we, we might have got them in the ring because look, we've always said that AJ Fury is a pay-per-view monster. AJ Wilder, a pay-per-view monster. 
and now with the money that we're led to believe the Saudis are putting down for these fights, it's almost like, oh, one second, I'm not... But look, for example, AJ Wilder is a good example. We're here in December and it's almost as though the Saudis are... Again, this is just my own um, thoughts on it. It's almost as though the Saudis are saying, okay, AJ, you're not fighting in the summer because we're offering you this much in December and we don't want you to risk anything for that money. And I'm like, is AJ not the captain of his ship on... Is he the captain of his ship or not? Is he not the one that's going to say, no, 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 I wanted three fights this year and we're going to do three fights? Or is he led now by the Saudis? Like, who's in charge here? Is it zone? Is it Derek James? Is it Matram? Is it AJ? Or, and this is what it looks like, the Saudis. Yeah, I think he could well be waiting. He may, or even, even though, look, he's in the last, since you and I spoke last, or since we did a radio show last, there have been lots of reports that Anthony Joshua has hinted that he's he's on for Wilder in in December, haven't there? Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, it does look that way. Um, it's a great fight. It's one mm-hmm. we all want to see. And frankly, do do we need to see that wrecked by him having a fight with Dillian White in the summer? Probably not. Um, yeah. That's that one. Alexander Usyk. Would he step aside and not fight um, Daniel Dubois in the summer and go straight into the fight with Fury, maybe, um, mm-hmm. in Saudi? I'm not sure he would. I, I think he probably fancies a fight against um, D- Daniel Dubois. And also, he'll, he will have been out for 16 months. That's too long. That's too long for someone who's yeah. an, as active as him. And then Deontay Wilder. Doesn't matter. He'll wait. Tyson Fury's the key in all this. He's got to agree to it. Um, he's, yeah. the, he's he's the key in it, as we'll hear from Alexander Krasiuk in a bit. You know, he's the key. He is the key in all of this. Yeah, um, well, that's the heavyweight division. Um, one man we know who does fight is Saul Canelo Alvarez. It, it, I was looking at a stat the other day because I, I put a tweet out about Jamal Charlo. And I said, look, Jamal Charlo is the WBC middleweight champion. He's 32 and 0. He's not fought in nearly two years. I think his last fight was May or June of 2021. In that same time span, Canelo has fought Billy Joe Saunders, Caleb Plant, Dimitri Bibble, Gennady Golovkin, and he's about to fight John Ryder. Yeah. He's active. Yeah. So as much as everyone wants to say, you know, he gets paid the most and he's this and he's, he's he gives you, he guarantees you minimum two fights a year. Yeah. Guarantees you. Yeah. Incredible fighter. And look, I mean, good luck to John. I mean, it would be the, the biggest of all upsets if he were to go to Canelo's backyard and beat him. But I think it's good that we are seeing an active Canelo, regardless of little niggles and injuries or defeats of recent. He wants to fight and he is fighting. And that's more of that, please. He's Look, he's amazing. Um, 62 fights. What is he? Is he 32 now? Or is he just... I think he is 32, 33. Yeah, yeah um, look, he returns to his homeland for the first time, or not his homeland, returns to Guadalajara, Jalisco, Mexico, Saul Canelo Alvarez. Against to get you Juan the ring Rider, <laughs> um, um, And Saturday night, look, it's, it's 50,000 people at the Akron Stadium are going to go berserk for Canelo. Mm. Even though there's rumours that it's not selling out, I cannot believe that. 30 million really? Mexican. No, I, I mean, I, I think, again, it's misinformation on Twitter. Misinformation. Misinformation, um, yeah. 
but it, it, you know he, he's 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 a massive star in Mexico. Thirty million people watching box every time. At least thirty million Mexicans. Um, he's the biggest draw in boxing. There's no question about it. And he and he set the template uh, for it. And also, um, you know, I've I've had a little exclusive interview with him on the way into this fight. And as he says, you know, his fans deserve this. Um, and as he also told me, he's planning to come to the UK to fight. He is planning. To I thought this might have been the UK one. Yeah, it would have been a bit number eight in the brick killing sequence. Would have been. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, yeah. Would have been a, a you know would have been the one. Um, but maybe yeah. if if Callum Smith can beat Arta Betabiev, yeah, maybe he comes in as a rematch with Callum Smith at light heavyweight again. You know, yeah, um, it could happen. We'll talk about that. Callum Smith um, uh, and Top Rank winning the bid by fifteen thousand dollars a bit later because I find that very yeah. very strange. Yeah, it's very it's interesting. It is that that was yesterday, wasn't it? And. The, the the thing is as well about Canelo coming here. You could do the rematch with Dimitri Bivol in the UK, and it would still yeah. sell big. I think you could do it here, hundred um, percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think be... the appetite here for a state it would do a stadium. It yeah, would. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It easily would. Uh, Joshua Boatsy returns this weekend uh, live on Talksport. I'm, I'm guessing you'll be going up to Birmingham uh, to cover it. Look, I, I've I've said, and like I said just before we started the show here, like. You know, I'd like to think that I'm around boxing and know what's going on. I completely forgot Joshua Boatsy was fighting this weekend. I have to be honest with you. And I, I think that's... Some people might say, okay, out of your ears, not to the ground. But that, for me, shows that the Sky Sports machine we keep hearing about maybe isn't doing their job as much as they should. Or maybe Boatsy needs to take some sort of responsibility. But this fight, this is Boatsy's first fight back on Sky. And I expected it to be everywhere. Blown up. This is it. Yeah, it's a year since he fought Craig Richards. A very good fight Ooh. that was. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it should be big. It's it's not. I mean, um, Pavel Stepien is also a dangerous opponent. Um, mm. Twelve knockouts in his eighteen wins. He hasn't lost his, his nineteen. His nineteenth fight. His, one of his nineteen fights was a draw. Yeah. Um, he's a very aggressive fighter. It may may play into Joshua Boatsy's hands, but it may be a very tough night. Um, and he's undefeated. He's six two. He's thirty two years old. He's ambitious. Joshua Boatz, he's only thirty, you know. Okay. Um, and I was looking that up the other day. He's sixteen and zero. He's not really put a foot wrong. Other than he's probably doesn't promote himself enough. And sixteen and zero. Yeah. Having come off the twenty sixteen Olympics, so yeah. that's what. Seven Six or seven years of pro, yeah. it's not enough. 16 fights, is that enough in seven years? Well, we'll, we'll make that decision when he's 32, 33, yeah. I think. Yeah. And if he, he's had his injuries as well, hasn't he? And he's had his injuries. And if he wins the world title, um, oh. you know, yeah. there's, there's, there's three or four fights I'd really like to see him have. Uh, and they are... Maybe Canelo, Anthony <laughs> Yards, Arta Betabiev, and Dmitry Bivol. And they're, they're four fights that Joshua Boatze could win two, could lose two of those, could lose all four, but he might win all four. You just don't know. Yeah, um, he's in such a good position of, of where he is. Age, you're right. And I mean, you could chuck Callum Smith in there as well. All big yeah. fights, all money fights. 
I mean, he's such a good person. I just want to see him go. I'm desperate to see him go now. He's been with Virgil for, I think this will be his third fight camp. Just go. Let's see it now. Yeah. Win or lose, as you say, win or lose these fights. It's okay. As long as you're in the big fights and hopefully we'll get to see Joshua Boatsy after this weekend in some really, really big ones. All right. You're listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Still to come, we are going to look ahead to this weekend's action. Remember, it is live on TalkSport. Joshua Boatsy makes his debut as a boxer fighter. And we'll discuss if John Ryder can cause an almighty, and trust me, it will be an almighty shock if he beats Canelo in Mexico. I don't think there's enough security in Mexico to get John out of Mexico if he were to do that one. But up next, we're going to get stuck into the heavyweight division once again. Will we finally see some movement? Let's hope so. Welcome back. You're listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Adi Oladipo, the great Gareth A. Davis. Uh, look, we touched on it at the top of the show. We're going to dive into it a bit more. We're going to hear from Alex Krasik a bit later as well. He spoke to Gareth uh, about the Tyson Fury fight. But look, it's frustration everywhere right now, especially because a couple of weeks ago, Gareth, we saw a really good heavyweight showdown between Joe Joyce and Jili Zhang. And that was almost the... The starter, I, I thought, you know, the, the main course was to come. We we're going to get some really big ones in the summer. And all of a sudden, flat. And the worst thing about it being flat, and I think you said this at the top of the show, none of these guys are spring chickens. No. They're all they're all into their mid-30s, late 30s, if Deontay Wilder and, and um, Alexander Usyk's case. So they have to happen now. There is no, like, you know, we build it up for another two years. No, no. If it doesn't happen now, it's too late. Yeah, if it doesn't happen in the next year, it's too late. And mm. there are, I think I've named seven fights in the heavyweight division, certainly before Joyce lost to Zhang, as you mentioned. Um, that There were seven fights out there that, that if you got four of them, you'd be happy. And they yeah. are Fury Usyk, Fury uh, Joshua, Wilder Joshua, and, and maybe Usyk, uh, Usyk Wilder. But, mm. you know, and you'd have included Joe Joyce and, and Wilder in that before the defeat to Zhang. Maybe we still want to see that fight. Those fights should all be makeable. They should all be doable. And they should all be doable, like you say, before two of those guys hit 40. Joe Joyce, yeah. um, you know, Jili Zhang is 40, was 40 yesterday or today, I think. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it doesn't look, it's not a good look for the sport. It, it's not a good feel for the sport it's a very frustrating time it's frustrating for us for the fans and and i think probably frustrating for those deeply involved in it that i the promoters and the broadcasters because these fights need to be made because however much you talk about canelo's progress and how big the fights are with canelo and how big ryan garcia and javonta davis was in the states that um Last week, at 1.2 million pay-per-view buys, somewhere there were reports of 1.5. In the end, I think it was 1.2. Yeah, big numbers. Um, spoke to Dan Raphael about this the other day, the American, the great American writer. And yes, it was big numbers, but it doesn't resonate in, in, in a way across an entire country, across a continent, like yeah. the heavyweights do. These are the biggest men on earth fighting each <laughs> yeah. other. Yeah. And, and, and it's something big, special. Big it's yeah. it's the warriors of different nations. It's the warriors of different tribes. It's the it's, there's something 
poetic and romantic about it as well as it being so visceral. Um, mm. and, and it does, it holds us up. It's like a roadblock. It's like a bloody roadblock. You know, let's get that root canal surgery done and get them out there, you know? Yeah. No, 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 you're right. I was just looking at um, Alexander Usyk's box rec just to remind myself of in 2017 and 2018 when he's in that World Boxing Super Series, he was so busy. Yeah. Three fights in 2018, yeah. three fights in 2017, one fight in 2019, one fight in 2020, one fight in 2021, one fight in 2022 for my pound for pound number one. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because he's earning more money. That's what it is, isn't it? It's simple, isn't it? That's earning it is, it? more money. And, and, and he's such a likable guy and the boxing world's behind him. A lot of people, you like to say, you have him as pound for pound number one and I understand that. Um, mm. You know, he's very... I haven't done a pound for pound list for a while, but I think I'd have to really properly consider him. Um, yeah. You know, um, amongst others, but the, the 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 there's a frustration level that that almost is at boiling point now. The barometer could not get any higher, and that you just mentioned when he was active, and same with Josh Taylor when he was really active. Mm. You know, I'm about to see Josh Taylor this weekend for a program for ESPN, um, and obviously he's fighting Teofimo Lopez, and that's a great fight in June. Um, at, at, in the theatre at Madison Square Garden, but he's been out for a year. These guys fought, when there were tournaments on, they fought with regularity. It's the same in mixed martial arts. Yeah. Whenever guys talk about being in tournaments, in Bellator, in PFL, um, they talk about knowing they're going to fight three times in a year or three times yeah. in seven months, and it really makes a difference to them. Then they can yeah. have time off. If they got a tournament together for these heavyweights in in uh, Saudi Arabia, it'll be amazing because at least yeah. they know they're going to fight. Mm. I think what we've seen as well now is a spillover. You mentioned broadcasters not knowing. I think we're now starting to see broadcasters get a bit peeved off. Uh, Joe Markowski spoke about it, like AJ fighting in December isn't aligned with what we want. And obviously, you know, DAZN would have spent a lot of money getting uh, AJ as part of the DAZN team. They don't want to, you know, AJ drives subscriptions. That's what he's there for, right? So, you know, put bums on seats as well. AJ fighting in December isn't aligned to their thinking either. They would have sat down with AJ at the start of the year and it would have been, okay, three fights. And I get it, Wilder in December's massive. I understand that. But it's now even starting to pee off to broadcasters. They're upset, yeah. not just the fans, us. Yeah. But they're like, one sec, can you guys make us a lot of money and you're not fighting? Well, it's interesting Joe Markowski saying that, you know, obviously the the... The uh, the CEO of the um, Zone North America, isn't he, Joe? Um, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. I mean, when you hear people like that saying it, that then people need to shake a leg. They need to shake a leg within his team. I don't think AJ's got more than three fights left. Three, three. you know, yeah. um, and, th and three. those three fights really. I mean, there is an appetite for the Dillian White fight, I think, on these shores, but. He needs to fight Fury and Wilder, and and who else really? Maybe Dillian White, but there isn't anyone else out there. there. That many, yeah. I think if, you, if you're AJ, you're not going to fight one of the up and coming kids. You're not going to no. fight a Jared Anderson or anything. Well, like but you. you mentioned Jared Anderson. He was in my mind there. Pretty soon, he's going to be chasing these guys. Pretty yeah. soon, that's probably two or three fights away. The tail end of their careers. You know, mm. um, does Tyson Fury actually want to fight anymore? Where's this big announcement that was teased a week ago by him? You know, don't see it. 
I don't, I don't see any, I don't think any of them have, have the appetite if, if I'm brutally honest. Yeah. But let's hear from a man that probably knows a bit more on this subject. Let, let's hear from Alex Crass. You, you sat down and spoke with him and you spoke about the Tyson Fury fight as well. Let's hear from him. Tyson Fury and his representatives, including his lawyer, including his promoter, everyone is complicated. And uh, we would probably fight him earlier, but we need to comply with the rules with WBA and we need to undergo... The but he also has a fall for a year nearly. Yep, almost. So he has to fight. And uh, Daniel Dubois, everyone thinks he's like a very easy fight. I don't consider this fight to be easy because the most difficult thing in, in boxing, in fighting, is the preparation. Yeah. And for Usyk, there is no difference who, is, who he's fighting. Is it Daniel Dubois or Anthony Joshua or Tyson Fury? The training camp remains the same. And uh, most of, of, the, of the power is lost. I mean, most of the, of the force is lost while the kid is uh, in a training camp. Uh, Alex Krasik there, um, always uh, colourful, always speaks well. Um, you know, to be honest, he sounds frustrated as well. They also, he sounds a bit like I'm tired of it all. He, like everyone seems to be getting upset by this now, uh, and uh, I'm not quite sure how this all plays out. Um, there has been some talk as well. Uh, uh, you mentioned Tyson Fury there about Andy Ruiz, Tyson Fury. A any truth in that, Gareth? I mean, I think Frank Warren kind of shut it down a couple of weeks ago, but Frank does that, and then it will be announced in a week. A anything in it? I really don't know. Um, I thought there was something in it. Obviously, Andy Ruiz has got kind of extraordinary stuff going on as well um, that involve uh, kind of the courts in the US. Yeah. Um, does it, is it a fit? Does it fit for Tyson Fury? Yes, it does, but it's not one that really lights a fire in my view. No. I want to see him in with Anthony Joshua or Alexander, or, Usyk. Or, or Alexander Usyk. That's it. That I don't want to yeah. see him in with. Oh, I might. I wouldn't <laughs> mind seeing him in with Jared Anderson. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'd, I'd see him in with Jared Anderson. I'd see him mm. in with Zhili Zhang actually as well at the moment. Yeah. Big uh, bang. Um, but I don't know is the answer. I'm getting a cold shoulder on it as well. And and if it is happening, if it was happening, has it been affected by? By the marital um, case situation, that's, that's going on with 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 Andy Ruiz, that could yeah. well be the reason. Because I was hearing very strong um, pieces from everywhere that that was the fight for the summer. Um, you mentioned sort of going through problems in America. Obviously, look, we heard about Deontay Wilder. I believe got arrested uh, in LA uh, for possession of a concealed weapon. Um, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen there. I think Deontay Wilder tweeted something along the lines of better to be safe or sorry. I'm just paraphrasing here. I'm not quite sure the exact words. Better to be safe than to be sorry. He did. Exactly that was what that. it was. Exactly something along that. that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So you do wonder what's going to happen there with Deontay Wilder. There's, you know, with the American sort of judicial system, you kind of, it could be anything from a dollar fine to 12, to yeah. 12 years in prison. We just don't know with how it works in America. So, look, again, two big names there going for issues outside of the ring. So, look, the heavyweight division right now has problems. Um, and we can only hope that those problems uh, get resolved very quickly. Just before we wrap up on this, do you think we do see this? I'm not going to call it a Saudi tournament, but do you think we see any mix of the big four fighting in Saudi 
at the end of the year, Gareth? I do. And I've spoken to both Amir Abdullah, the head of uh, boxing at um, Skills uh, Challenge for Saudi Arabia, um, for Prince Khalid. Spoken to him in the last week. And I've spoken to to Alexander Krasiuk, as you mentioned. We've heard from him there. And he also said, Krasiuk, that um, um, he will fight Daniel Dubois this summer. That's the plan. Mm. Okay. And then they will move to Saudi later in the year. And they are doing the talks. But as Amir Abdullah told me as well, look, eight months is a huge time in the heavyweight division. And mm. um, most of these guys need to fight in the summer anyway. Whether Fury fights in the summer remains to be seen now. Um, Yusuk, it looks like, will fight. But maybe Wilder and Joshua will wait till the winter. Yeah, I do think we'll see it. I don't think it'll all be on the same night. I don't know if we'll get a three hundred and twenty million pound blockbuster on the same night with four different dressing rooms and all of that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> and and and, but if we do, great. But it's a long way off still. I think. Okay. All right. You're listening to Fun Extra on Talksport Two. Coming up, we're going to get stuck into Joshua Boatsy versus Pavel Stepia. Remember, it's live on Talksport this weekend. But up next, we're going to talk about the King Canelo. He returns to Guadalajara for the first time since 2011, and that's this weekend live on The Zone. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. He's already missed it three times, but he's thrown it with a lot of power. Saunders took an awkward step back, and now he's holding on. The right eye of Saunders is swelling up. Canelo rallying his troops here at AT&T Stadium. And it is over. They have stopped the fight. They have stopped the fight. When the going got tough, Billy Joe Saunders didn't get up from the stool. That eye prevented him from fighting his fight. Everybody want to hit me, but uh, guess what? Nobody can. Welcome back. You're listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Adiola Oladipo, the great Gareth A. Davis. Um, the King. The King returns home. Uh, Canelo fights this weekend in Guadalajara. He takes on John Ryder. Hasn't fought back in Mexico since 2011. So it's been a long, long time. And you consider what's happened 
to Canelo since that time. Uh, I think it's fair to say he's going back home as a superstar. Very, very quickly, Gareth, this just literally popped up in my mind. Nothing to do with Canelo. I saw something with Joe Rogan um, yesterday, I think it was. And he, he had a guest on. And they were talking about John Jones versus Tyson Fury. Oh, yeah. In a locked room. Do you see that? And he said, it'll go all in on black on John Jones to destroy Fury. And I, in my head, I was like, John Jones would rip him to pieces in about a minute. Yay or nay? Well, yeah. Uh, well, unless Fury hit John Jones first. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's got to catch him I mean, clean. If he doesn't. But, but what he's going to do, yeah, what John Jones can do is going to take. Fury down straight away and hit him in the head with elbows, isn't he? I mean, and that's it, isn't it? Yeah, was it in a lift or something? Uh, if it, yeah, Fury's going to need space. If it's in a lift, like then there is no chance at all. Yeah, is there? Or is Fury's size so big he might crap? Nah, no chance. I'm no, here, I, no, I'm no, here. no. It's fine, but it's, it's an old thing to pop in it, yeah. into your head. But no, Sorry. I agree with him. I agree with him. I'm, I think MMA fighting is completely different to boxing. But yeah. you know, yeah. but then you you. What is it? What kind of fight is it? Is it one where you're ripping <laughs> yeah. people's ears off with your teeth? And, you know, but, I mean... Like, and... if, if it is that kind of crazy fight, you give Fury a chance. If, it's, if, it, if it comes down, you know, he's brought up on the bare knuckles, you give him a chance because uh, be anything... Honest, yeah, but to be honest, I don't think Fury's ever had a fight outside boxing. I think the worst he's ever had is a parking ticket as well. So he's not <laughs> like... Um... Again, let, let's talk about uh, Canelo. Um, I, I said a bit earlier in the show that I love him, not just for the fact that he's a fantastic fighter who has not many faults at all when I watch him, but the fact he gives us fights. All of these superstars in boxing now seem to be once a year, if we're lucky. Uh, with Canelo, you kind of guaranteed, and you have been guaranteed for the last 10 years, at least two fights a year. Um, there was a time when he actually had three fights. I think it was back in 2016 or 2017. He takes on John Ryder uh, this weekend. Uh, look, before we have that conversation about whether or not John could potentially cause one of the biggest upsets in boxing history. I know, Gareth, you spoke to Canelo, and this is what he had to say about beating up Brits. Ah, I'm sorry for all the UK people, <laughs> but uh, they, are, they, they, are, they, they are in my, in my way. So I need, I need to do it. And um, was there any chance of you in the future coming to fight in the UK because you have so many fans here? I will love. I will love to fight in UK, my friend. I uh, this. Uh, I've been thinking in this a uh, lot, lot, long, long time ago. So I, I will love to fight there. But it's gonna be. Uh, uh, it's gonna be soon. Believe me. Uh, great scoop there, Gareth, as well. By the way, getting Canelo on, on fight week. Um, look, he is the Brit basher, isn't he? I mean, you know, we've chucked so many Brits at him. And he's just battered them all back. He literally has. And it's funny, when you think of the names, if someone was to line up all the names of all the Brits that have fought him and hadn't watched the fights, I don't think many would have picked that his toughest one would have been Matthew Hatton. Yeah, but that's... I don't a, think many would yeah. have done it. I think that was probably the guy that gave him actually the best fight. I know it was way back when, but it probably was. When you think of people would have picked Billy Joe or Callum Smith, Matthew Hatton. He was 20 then, though, and it was in 2011. Was, was. And if you think yeah. that, you know, he's beatable, Canelo. He's been beaten when he was 22 by Floyd Mayweather. I was there at that mm. event. Weirdly, of course, one of the judges scoring it a draw. Um, yeah. Majority decision. For, was that CJ Ross? Was yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, yeah. Well, that might have been in the... Um, 
Yes, it was CJ Ross, actually. I think it might have been, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was thinking the, the Golovkin fight for a minute. and He's obviously mm. had the draw with Golovkin. Um, uh, that wasn't a draw. And then he had the loss to Dimitri Bivol. We know he's beatable. Um, the weird... Look at those names, though. Look at those names you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's... if he's getting beat, he's getting beat by the absolute best. Yeah, well, look, I think he has become the standard bearer for the sport. Mm. Um, you know, even, even you know, long ago, um, Cotto, I mean, we've got to mention all the Brits, haven't we? Um, like yeah. you say, Matthew Hatton, Ryan Rhodes... Yeah. Liam Smith, Callum Smith, Rocky Fielding, Amir Khan, um, and I'm forgetting one. Am I forgetting? Uh, Billy Joe Saunders. Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah. So, you know, as he says, you know, he's sorry that he's the Brit Bash. He's, they're just in, around, in and around his weight division. But I love the fact that it's been an ambition of his for a long time to come and fight in the UK. That, mm. that is outstanding as well. And I'm surprised he hasn't fought here already. Um, yeah. in many ways, because yeah. as he, he's always said to me, I mean, I used to speak to him in Spanish, his English is so much better now, and we see a different side of him. He's, it's, he's got so many fans here, so many fans around the world. He doesn't look Mexican for a start. No. Um, he fights. John Ryder looks Mexican. more Mexican yeah. than Canelo. Yeah, he does. Well, it, it's <laughs> almost like the... You know, if you if you dyed him if if you dyed him red, if you dyed John he Ryder looks like red, Canelo. he just looks like Canelo in the mirror, doesn't he? You yeah, know, yeah. the Southpaw version. Yeah. Um but but it's look, for me, this is a, a really tough fight for John Ryder to go to Guadalajara after twelve years he hasn't fought there for. Um and he's one he's gonna want to put on a show for his fans. And yes. Ryder's best performance for me was against Callum Smith, the fight he lost. Um, mm. But he was in and out, tenacious, boxed really well, um, in and out of range. Defence was good that night. Um, and that's the way that Dimitri Bivol beat Canelo. Great defence, great jab, got ahead, um, got ahead in rounds. And Canelo likes to load up after about two or three rounds and really throw big, big shots. And that's what Ryder's got to do in this fight. That's his way to win. Um, yeah. To get behind the jab, to frustrate Canelo early, to outbox him early, let him load up because he wants to get people out of there. He's going to want to be spectacular. John Ryder does not want to get involved in a firefight with Canelo in Guadalajara at home. Um, no. Because that no, they're, is they're exactly what he wants. For blood. Yeah. yeah, they'll be baying yeah. for blood, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's hear from John Ryder. Um, he spoke to Boxing Social and he spoke about Canelo's recent run and schedule of fights. And he wonders whether or not we are starting to see Canelo on the slide just a little bit. He's become a more economical version of, himself, of his former self. Yeah. He's, um, he's not got the work rate he once possessed. Mm -hmm. um, listen, that could all be down to the injury, but... I think he's listen. He's he's a year and a day younger than me, so I can't say he's an aging fighter. But he's got a lot of miles on the clock, mm -hmm. miles that I haven't got. Um, listen, you can say he's had he had fifty odd fights, sixty fights. It's right. a lot of camps to have back to back. I think the year of twenty twenty one took a lot out of him. Obviously, mm -hmm. the 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 unit like the undisputed year at super middleweight and then obviously last year took a, took his toll again so he's had some very active years in the last couple of years and you just don't know what they're doing to his body long term. Uh, John Ryder there speaking uh, to Boxing Social I mean 
he must be on the slide a little bit. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still think Canelo is pound for pound top five. Some might even argue that he's higher than that. But I mean, this is a guy that's had an 18 year career, as you mentioned, was over 60 fights. I mean, it does take it out of your body. He's fighting at a weight class. I, I think where he's still a 160 guy, really. He's gone up to 175. I mean, have we seen the best Canelo or is there still more stories to come? I, I do wonder if John has a point here. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's diminished to the point where he's on John's level, but I do wonder whether or not, you know, the, the Canelo that fought Golovkin the second time is the peak. And now we are starting to see a slow decline in the great man. Yeah, there's there's an argument for that. Um, and yet, you know, I thought the, um, the Caleb Plant was a really good performance. Dimitri yeah. Bivol is a big guy. And <laughs> yeah. Canelo is fighting two weight divisions above himself. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I just think that there's more in him. I, I think he, yeah. I, I, I want to see the Jose Benavides fight, David Benavides fight rather. Um, that's a massive, massive fight at super middleweight. Um, it's a fight I want to see him in. I mean, David yeah. Benavides, don't I? Not Jose, yes. It is um, David, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the fight I want to see. I think that is a, a, a tumultuous clash. Um, yeah. Those are the two fights for me. Benavidez and Bivol are the fights. The rematch. That make him, the rematch. Yeah, yeah, the rematch that yeah. make him the greatest Mexican ever if he were to win. Yeah, yeah. yeah if he and, were to beat them. And, and, and look, Canelo, Canelo is only 32. Um, yes, he's had a long career, but I can see him going on for three or four more years. Um, mm. what, why would he stop now? He's... He, he's, he's He's inking 30 million US dollars every time he fights. He's an extraordinary star. His golf's developing. He's playing off eight. I've touched on that in the interview with him. And he thinks he'd like to go on and play more golf, but he, do, he thinks he's come to the sport too late. He's playing off eight. He only took it up three years ago. He's um, an incredible athlete. He's and he's an got incredible. a beautiful swing. You've, the analysts have said his swing is good enough that he Do you play beat. golf? Do you play golf? I don't play golf. I No, it spoils a good walk. <laughs> yeah. as, as Oscar Wilde said, it's sports a good walk. That's yeah, a good one. Yeah, That's actually um, a good one. Right, go on, predictions. What are you thinking? How does this play out? Um, I think Ryder will try and box him, and I think he'll get stopped between rounds seven, eight, and nine. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. It's not not the worst, is it? No, he's, he's no. got his, he's got his paycheck, Ryder. Yeah, he'll yeah. be happy. And as I said, there's not enough security to get him out of Mexico. So um, if I'm him, yeah, just. Maybe take that paycheck and get back to Islington as quick as possible. Connor Ben's going to be there with him. Connor Ben is going to be there. there with him. Um, yeah, Connor Ben's um, started speaking a, a bit now, um, speaking to the media. And what I like as well, he's been honest and said, look, he handed it all wrong. Yeah. He handed he's it all wrong. He's got some regrets, he said. Not yeah, that's what he said. That, that he's got some regrets. He said, he hasn't handled it all regret. wrong. Don't misreport him. He'll never talk to you again. Um, yeah, I don't know if um, he's talking no, to me now. I'm glad yeah. he said that because yeah. there's been a realisation, Eddie, that maybe it hasn't maybe maybe it hasn't been everyone else's fault you know yeah and you've got to take some responsibility for your own actions as well um but hopefully it's not just him admitting he's got a few things wrong his pr team his management team have got a few like i i I keep thinking of that pierce morgan interview and i'm still in my head i'm still thinking of that all the time Uh, before we uh move on very quickly on this one if we can uh canham smith just because we're, we're talking about Canelo and the links there, isn't it? Canem Smith, Paterbiev, mm. um, top rank won the bid of 
for that fight. Two um, million, Matchroom just over two million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So Matchroom put a bid for two point one. Top rank put a bid for two point one one five. Fifteen thousand dollars more. Now I'm not saying anything's dodgy and gone wrong here. I haven't got enough money to be sued, but that is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's some, that is some dodgy business. Yeah. Going on. yeah. Well. <laughs> Um, someone's been high planes drifting, fistful of dollars <laughs> yeah. there and all of that, Wild West. Um, look, um, it's it's going to be a good fight. At least we've got the fight on. I mean, does it does that mean we get the fight in America or here? I hope it's here. Yeah. I think Better Be have really made a big impact on the fans here. I hope it happens here. I hope they, get, they do a, a stadium fight. I hope they do it in Liverpool. Because I don't think mm. Better Be of cares whether it's in Montreal or not. Um, no, not but all. if they go to Vegas, great. I mean, um, it's one of those things, isn't it? A little promotional coup for for top rank. Um, great fight, great yeah, fight. Great. Honestly, um, it, is, it really is. Like, I, I'm I'm desperate for Bibble. Who are you picking Baterbiev. in that? Uh, Baterbiev. Yeah, or better be if I'm I'm picking him. I still think I am just as well, but I think Yard might have taken some lumps out of better be if. Yeah, and I think Callum looks fantastic under Bonnie McGurk at one seven five. Looks really, he's massive. He is massive. Honestly, really makes me feel like I'm five foot one, and I'm not. All right, listen to that extra on Talksport two. Next up, we're going to hear from Joshua Boatsi and talk about his debut fight on Boxer, his first fight since leaving Matram, and it's going to be live on Talksport. I'll prepare the way I always prepare for the fight and it's not really me who has to change this time. You know, my results speak for itself. It's Chris who needs to change. If he beats me twice, he's the better man. I won't be able to live with that. So I'm not gonna let that happen. Lawrence Akuli, he's a story of believing that anything is possible. That was destructive. Oh, good up and lovely up again there from William Smith. Nice left hand as well. Oh, oh, big shot. Joshua Brassi has come through. The fight that was billed as the test of his career. And the referee waves this one over. And KSI has got the second win in the night. And he has been the professional boxer. And this is what this was all about. I kind of want to just show everyone that I'm serious about this and that I'm going to knock people out. Wow, what a schedule we've got coming up on TalkSport. Uh, welcome back to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Adi Oladipo, uh, the great Gareth A. Davis, 6th of May. The one coming up, Joshua Boatsy versus Pavel Stepien. Then we go to the Ovo Arena, KSI versus Joe Fournier, the 13th of May. World title fight um, in Bournemouth, Lawrence Okoli versus Chris Williams Smith. A man that everyone thinks could be the future of boxing over here, Adam Azim versus Aaron Fanyan, and then Liam Smith versus Chris Eubank Jr. That's a schedule and a half on TalkSport. That really is good. And by the way, on the undercard or co-main event for Liam Smith versus Chris Eubank Jr., a really good fight. And we've been talking a lot about female fights recently. Franchon Cruz de Zern, and I think, I don't want to say a must-win for Savannah Marshall, but I'm going to say it. It's a must-win for Savannah Marshall. She's got to win that one, I think, because um, she doesn't want to lose back-to-back fights, uh, especially not these big ones as well. Look, all it kicks off, um, well, that schedule, sorry, kicks off this weekend. Uh, it is Joshua Boatsy versus Pavel Stepien in Birmingham. Let's hear now from Joshua Boatsy telling us exactly why he feels a move to boxer is right for him at this point in his career. I sat down and I just thought my fight with Spider was 
good, hard fight. Um, people were there, the atmosphere was good, it was different, it was intense. I experienced something I'd never experienced before, fighting somebody from the same area, there was a lot at stake. And um, I said it was good, the people that came, the people that watched it. But I said, did a lot of people watch it? Because mm-hmm. I was like, I went all in for that fight, but did a lot of people watch it? And I just sat down and I said, look, you live in England, what is the biggest sporting platform in the country? This is a question to three of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we know what it is. Are we you, know what it is, Sky Sports. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, I would have to concur with that. Oh, obviously, yeah. Absolutely. So well, I think yeah. what, you're, yeah. what you're talking about is obviously the numbers, the eyeballs that are watching the fight. A fight that like you had with Craig Richards last May was an incredible fight. You both had to bite down on your gum shields. Yeah. And there was a very small audience that watched it because it's a, a new platform. It's an app. There's a new platform in, on the zone. And maybe the eyeballs, you probably had, yeah, one tenth of people that would have watched it on Sky yeah. watching it. And so yours is about, yeah, you know. I think I can't necessarily say, oh, I've got the figures and these were the numbers that watched it. But I just know that I have to ask myself, logically, was it on the biggest platform in England? The question is mm-hmm. no. Uh, Joshua Boatsy there, um, speaking a couple of weeks back, that was, about this move to Boxer. Um, again, it's Pavel Stepien. And look, Gareth, we, we were speaking about what next for him. Not overlooking Pavel, because you mentioned his record. He's going to be coming to win his game. He was supposed to fight uh, Callum Smith a few weeks back. But if he were to win, I mean, the, the, the rich and gold and diamonds that are out there for Boatsy, if he gets a win... It's incredible. He just needs to look impressive. Yeah, he does. And I think Stepien, um, Pavel Stepien could be the right kind of opponent. He's very aggressive. He likes to throw winging hooks. I don't know if you've seen his style at all. Mm. He's undefeated. He's coming here as an undefeated fighter to make a name for himself. Joshua Boatsy, even though we're crit- criticising the alacrity or lack of alacrity with which his career is progressing, um, there is scope for people to become names off the back of him. Um, yeah. 16 have tried and 16 have failed. Um, what I like about Joshua Boatsy, I've seen some videos of him training recently, um, a little bit of social media on him, which is unusual. And like you say, Sky and Boxer need to do a big job with him because they've got all the ingredients there. Yeah. He's not a naturally... He's not given to having propensities for for trash talk and stuff like that, Joshua, you know, he's a very religious guy away from the sport. You know, he, he's a good guy being flicking the bad switch, isn't he? Um, yeah. He really that's, is. That's exactly he, what he is. He's he, a great he really, guy. Yeah. That he really, really, flicks that bad switch. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think, um, hopefully, I think Stepien might switch that, that tiger in him in this fight. And I think we might see something spectacular. Sometimes I think, he starts a little bit one-paced. But I think when he's under duress, he, you see how tough he is. Mm. Physically, he's right for light heavyweight, doesn't have to boil Perfect. down much. Um, he's got it all. He's incredibly tough. Um, and, you know, he's, but, he, but this is the time now to make it his time. Um, yeah. As we said on the top of the show, there's, there's these kind of fights for him against people who have got more to win than he has against them. And mm. then and then there's the Callum Smiths. You rightly mentioned Callum Smith and he is a great fight. Then the champions, the current world champions, better be Evan Bivol and um and maybe Canelo and then and, and Anthony Yard. Flepinek, if he had five if his next seven fights of those five 
you know. and this is why and this is not look this is old news and this is uh, this isn't certainly not digging Boatsy. i i know him personally he's a great guy although he i think he, he got upset with me maybe having to dig at him I, I wasn't this is why i was a i was surprised about him leaving matchroom look boxer obviously chucking a lot of money at him and look go and get your money but but i looked at you mentioned the potential fights there for him and i was thinking well Bivol's matchroom, Canelo's matchroom, Smith's matchroom. These are all enormous fights that I think could have been made, not easily, but they're there. So it did surprise me for him to then go to Sky, where the only real big option over there at the moment is Dan Aziz. And that looks a big fight, but we didn't mention Dan Aziz in those no, list of fighters. Yeah. So, so it, it did surprise me, the move. And that, that's why I'm, I, I really, I'm intrigued to see what Ben Shalom and Boxer can do with him after this one. Yeah, because I feel like that sometimes you've got to go over a broadcaster that has the fighters. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not wrong. Those matchups are phenomenal for him, and, mm. and but he went for business reasons. He, he yeah. and 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 but the the trouble is when you look at it in terms of the chessboard or or the business and the chessboard, it's like he's moves backwards a step. For uh, me, uh, yes. yeah, but to rebuild again, you know. Okay. So yeah, but but no, but I don't necessarily agree with it. I think. Yeah. You know, but maybe there isn't a lot of wear and tear on his body. Maybe the time isn't right. It's down to him to do the timings. Virgil Hunt's a great trainer, but naturally cautious. Yeah. Um, you know, they never rushed Andre Ward's career. They didn't at all ever rush it and look where he ended up. Mm. Um, and, but yeah, we, we again, it, it's what we want all the time. It's what we want. It's what we want. And there's a lot of, looking at boxing at the moment, thinking, well, we want that, we want that, and it's not happening. Yeah, um, especially off the back of what I thought was actually a good fight against Craig Richards. Yes. Um, so so I, I felt like we, we've now gone a step back where, as I f- thought, he should have gone a lot forward after the Richards fight. And maybe, I think Virgil said he wasn't ready for Bivol, so maybe that was part of the, the reason to maybe take that step back as well. But I don't think you can just be perfectly ready. Sometimes you just got to go. I don't think it's a case of, yeah, we're 100% ready now because by the time you're ready, the ship sailed and Bibble's gone somewhere else and Canelo's gone somewhere else and Smith. Yeah. Be but ready. Smith, Be think ready. about this. Yeah. Smith is going to get the WBC shot against Paterbiev. He's only entered the division two years ago. Yeah. He's already going to get a shot. And these are shots that I feel like Waxy should be taking. But I get why maybe why maybe he's not. Um, uh, ben Whitaker is going to be back. Your, your favourite person for showboating. <laughs> he's going to be back as well. Good to see him because he's been out injured. He's someone that's going to... Look, he's going to jump the light heavyweight division ladder very quickly as well because he, he's very good. Very good looking guy. Knows how to push himself uh, on the promotional uh, side at least. Be interesting to see what he does in the next 12, 18 months. Ben? Yeah, he's facing Jordan Grant on Saturday night. 6-3-0 Grant is. We expect him to win handily. It's only his third... Um, fight as a pro, but you know, the, I just wasn't happy with the amount of showboating. You know, who was it against Greg O'Neill that yeah, his debut? It was just, <laughs> it, I, 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 I mean, listen, I mean, I did take Ben up on it, but I mean, yeah, I remember it, you did, you it, did. It was, it was, I don't know, it's like he'd had a night down the pub and then just stepped in the ring, but it, look, <laughs> I'm. 
when he's 15 and 0 and fighting for the world title and with millions <laughs> in the bank and he'll just go yeah. see how wrong you were and that's fair yeah, enough. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's got yeah, to yeah, he's just got to produce for the next two or three years. He's still a long way behind those guys. No, no, but, no, completely. Um, yeah. He probably but it, would never face them. I think he's that far behind them. Yeah, but it's still great to have, you know, an Olympic star mm. gracing our, our gracing the ring in Birmingham on Saturday night. And it's nice to be at the Resorts World Arena in Birmingham. Never um, heard of there's it. Not enough, there's, not enough, um, there's not enough boxing going on in Birmingham, uh, Birmingham at the moment. So I'm pl- yeah. so pleased about it. I think it might be mm. one of the, um, just checking for you here, I think it, it, it's in an area known as the National Exhibition Centre. So it is in the NEC. Okay. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a regular place, good place to get to. Yeah. yeah. What, do you know the capacity? Um, it Say. is 15,685. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're lying. It's not 15,685. It's 15,685. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the venue was built as the 7th Hall of the NEC Complex. Um, phone number 4141. <laughs> opened on the 5th of December 1980 at a cost of 28 million. It was a renovation. I'm going to call him now. Just Happy now? Just gonna, I'm going to double check that. Just see how many of the tickets are gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically what I want, what I want to do. Uh, Gareth, as always, <laughs> my man, uh, appreciate it. Thanks a lot. It's been a fun show, as always. Uh, quick reminder of that schedule, by the way, coming up on Talk Sports. So 6th of May, Joshua Boatsy versus Pavel Stepien. Uh, 13th of May, KSI versus Joe Fournier. 27th of May, Lawrence Cody versus Chris Billum-Smith. Remember, that's a WBO Cruiserweight title. Good fight, that one in Bournemouth. They've done 13,000 tickets for that, by the way, which is incredible. Yeah. Uh, 10th of June, Adam Azim versus Aaron Fanyan, and then the 17th of June, the rematch that um, had to happen, really. Uh, Liam Smith versus Chris Eubank Jr. Gareth, my man, thank you, my man. Appreciate it, as always, and see each other next week. At TalkSport, we absolutely love it when our fans get stuck in. That's why we want you to join us in The Dugout, a brilliant new TalkSport listener community. It's a place where you can tell us what sports you're into and who your favourite teams are. And tell us what you think we could do better, like big guests and new sports and that. You could win an Amazon voucher for taking part. What are you waiting for? Visit talksport.com slash dugout and get stuck in. 18 plus, terms and conditions apply.